You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We're going through a series on the Psalms. Yep. And we are at Psalm 53. That's this right. Week. We made it to 53. Yes. And um, there's some really interesting things in this Psalm. Mm-hmm. I don't haven't found one yet that's been not no, interesting. That's true. It's <laughs> odd but true. Really enjoying going through this series. And so thankful for y'all to join us. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your questions and thoughts. Sure. If you want to email us or send us a message through our website at eatscripture.com. Yep. We would love that. So you want to get started? I would love to. I think, I think we don't need any further extra stuff. So let's get on into Psalm 53. Um, it's, it's actually a psalm that's been... <laughs> If you go back to Psalm 14 and yeah. you stand it up next to this one, they're going to look extremely similar. Yeah, there's um, just a we, slight difference. Yeah. And of course, we part. didn't cover Psalm 14. So um, this one. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a two for one. Yeah. Consider <laughs> it a two for one. That's right. It's a, we're having a big sale today at Eat Scripture. Um, and so <laughs> this is going to be something if you're reading through the Psalms, you might've even forgotten that you read it. You might just be like, this is familiar. I think I've read it before. I don't think I ever Um, realized they were so much the same. Yeah. Almost identical. Not Mm -hmm. quite. There's some few differences, but um, almost identical. So we're going to look at this one though, and kind of take a look even at the peculiarities of it. Um, And you can go obviously and look for yourself at 14 and make comparisons, mm-hmm. whatever you like, see what God shows you. Um, and I would in, even encourage you doing that, but we're just going to take a closer look at this. So I think we will start as we usually do with reading through this entire Psalm verses one through six, just a short Psalm. And then we'll um, start discussing it. Okay. So, all right. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt, and there is none who does good, not even one. Have those who work evil no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon God? There they are in great terror, where there is no terror. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Hmm. Well, this start, so it has that, you know, it's going to end again for us with kind of a sense of community there and what Mm -hmm. God may be doing for the whole country, which we'll get to in a little bit. But as we go back to verse one and then we'll just watch how, how this starts. Um, And right as we jump into it, I find that really interesting. One of the interesting parts of the Psalm, just how he's going to talk about the fool right off. Mm -hmm. Um, and you had told me something about that word fool that I just really, really loved. Actually, it really made a big difference to me. What, when we think of fool, what do we think of? You think of somebody not very smart. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't know how to, how to make good decisions. Right. 
just being a little slow. Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. He's foolish. Foolish yeah. because they're not learned enough, because they're too ignorant. Mm-hmm. Something like that is what that's generally how we think of foolish people. Now, right. not always. I realize there's a different way, but that's what right. this is this is really getting at the heart of that. Yeah. There are three Hebrew words for fool. Mm-hmm. And all of them speak <laughs> of moral inadequacy. Mm-hmm. Not someone who is necessary, into, necessarily intellectually lacking. Gotcha. Um, but this word here denotes someone who is stubbornly rejecting wisdom. Okay. So not just not wise, but right. stubbornly rejecting wisdom. Stubbornly rejecting. That um, is really. And this is the word Nabal. Yes. You like said. From, it comes from the word Nabal. First Samuel 25. From, exactly. Everybody remembers, maybe, or those who've read a lot of, of your Bible, and if you haven't, I encourage you to read the story. But if you go back to the story of Nabal in and David, um, and that's where Abigail comes into play, who will eventually yes. become David's wife. She starts as Nabal's wife. His name is Fool. That's mm-hmm. in First Samuel 25. And so that whole story, you get to see this is how a fool acts. And he rejects, I mean, just outright acts like, yeah. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for whoever you are. I mean, here's David, the anointed of the Lord, trying to be nice to him. And the guy's refusing to do anything helpful right. for David, even though David's going out of his way to be nice to him right. and good to him. And, so a great picture yeah. of what this word is. Yes. Very this is picture. not just somebody who's, you know, yeah, who never had a chance to learn. Not very smart. Yeah. Whatever. This is somebody who's actively rejecting, rejecting wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. And so, and he's actively rejecting wisdom by saying in his heart, there is no God. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that is not um, really what we think of as atheism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't refer to philosophical atheism. It refers to practical atheism that we were we've talked yes. about. Um, the idea that God, even if He does exist, isn't really interested right. in our what we're doing, and that there won't be any uh, He won't be calling us to account for our right. actions. So I believe that's rampant in yeah. our culture. In our culture, and unfortunately, you could even say in among God's community, among God's, right. you know. Hmm, because you, we can we say always want to be there is a God, but in our hearts, yeah. are we saying there is no God because are of we our acting actions? and living as if there right. isn't one? Right. And there's where there's practical atheism right there. Much more dangerous, I would say. Much right. more incipient, much more dangerous than philosophical atheism. And I did want to talk about this for a minute. You just connected it too. I don't want to lose the fact what you just connected there for us. They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none, <clears throat> no one who is good because they're saying in their heart, there is no God. And like you just right. said, there's no. you're not going to find a person on the street who's not going to admit that God, uh, who's not going to say that God exists. Even if they have a couple of doubts, most of them really don't. I mean, they think God's up there. They just, some of them have started believing. Yes. And even if it is Yahweh, hey, he doesn't answer my prayers. I mean, that's what some people are going to say. And I've been praying for a long time. I haven't seen any answers. Right. You know, um, that's how some people are going to feel about it and say. And so they're living their lives as if he's really not there. They don't care. They don't, that's no, no consequence to them. And 
to say that yes, there are that those people fill the world, and they unfortunately fill, they fill, <laughs> and I'll be careful with my words here. I probably shouldn't say fill, but they are spread throughout houses of faith too. Um, there are people who can who join with the community of the saints throughout the world who are doing it, but in their heart, they're really feeling like God doesn't care. God doesn't know. He's got better things to do. Right. He's not watching. He's not answering my prayers. He's not answering any of us. I don't think And right. they, they're just acting. They're going about life as if he's not really there. Right. And, and it's an easy trap to fall into because very. it's our human nature to think that it's all up to us and that we're making things happen. Yes. And we've talked about that in, Throughout the Psalms, mm-hmm. throughout several other studies that we've done, yeah. this is the major problem. Yes. And um, if we don't really believe that he's interested in what we're doing and that he's involved, mm-hmm. it's easy to just think that it's all up to me. Yeah. To make things happen A and big, to. Very easy. I mean, you just default to it. Yes. You just start defaulting to it if you're not trying to be conscious of how God is working in and around you. And I would say, I guess this is just on my heart this morning, but I would say as an uh, encouragement Mm -hmm. to parents, this is why this is important to start feeding your children early Mm -hmm. uh, and letting them, you know, put that into them early that God is involved in their lives Mm -hmm. and that he is, um, Sovereign, you wouldn't say those words to a child, they wouldn't understand that, <laughs> right? But he's but, constantly around, all right. knowing, involved in everything. Even so, we you have don't to believe him, that in order to him. show that to our kids. Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier if you plant that seed early, yes, and mm-hmm. you know, grow yes. up with that feeling than it is to try to retrain, yes, yourself when late. you're older, yeah, exactly. So. Um. And before we go any further, we'll also note here in verse one is our first use of the word Elohim for God. Mm-hmm. We're going to have that word used exactly seven times. By it's we, the first by time the, in this psalm, not could, in the Bible, but yeah, yeah. okay. We <laughs> could. I think probably y'all could put that together. But well, just in I mean, case, sometimes I mean, we say this funny. is the first usage of this word. I just yeah. wanted to be clear that it was gotcha in this psalm. Right. Um, it's been used since the very very start, but this is. Uh, yes, the first use in this psalm of the word Elohim for God, and it'll get used seven times throughout this psalm, right. which is a very poetic thing to do and something Beautiful. that, that um, Hebrew writers certainly know exactly what they're doing when right. they're doing this. There's and this no is one of the differences know. between this one and Psalm 14 Yes, is that it uses Yahweh quite mm-hmm. a few times. In pl- not every time, but in mm-hmm. some of some, the times, sometimes in place of in replace God. of Elohim here, mm-hmm. and so because that's in the book mm-hmm. of the Psalms, that's uh, Yahwistic, mm-hmm. right. and this is the book. Elohistic book. Exactly. In. This is our second book of Psalms, so it's our Elohistic book. And if yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, maybe go back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, just see. So, yeah, you can go back to our introduction to Psalms. of Psalms, and I'll just tell you right now. And there's five books of Psalms. We're in the second one, in number fifty-three, and in this second one, the word Elohim for God is used more in the second one than it is in any other book, like significantly more, right. a lot more. Um, so it's known as the Elohistic book. Yeah. Um, 
so just seeing that then just getting a couple throwing a couple of pieces in there that are very interesting as we keep going but then we go on to verse two god looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand who seek after god mm-hmm. so god's paying attention yes in other words it's answering it's you say in your heart there's no god That's but right. oh god is watching oh but he's watching exactly he's he paying is attention looking for those who are seeking after him. Right. Uh, and that is a great thing to know. It could be a fearful thing to know if you're a person who doesn't care to seek after God. Um, and maybe you don't want to know that God look, is watching all the time. Right. Um, but for those who are seeking after God, they're very glad to hear this. They want to know that God uh, is up there paying attention. And he does. The psalmist tells us he is. He watches for right. those who are Which looking reminds- at, looking after him, looking out for him. It reminds me of Second Chronicles sixteen nine, mm-hmm. for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I always I memorized that a long long time ago in another uh, Bible, but it just I it the way I memorize it is the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth to strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. I love that. And uh, that, wow, that just builds me up all the time. And that's kind of what this is saying. He's Mm -hmm. looking for those He's he's watching everywhere all the time and looking for people who are seeking after him. And then he's going to come to their, that's the point. He's going to come to their assistance. He's going to be there for them. Um, He is attentive and he has not detached himself from the world so just like you said very much answering verse one mm-hmm. for those who are you know really want to know no god is attentive mm-hmm. the people who are saying ah god doesn't care there's no, there's no god and by that they mean there's no god up there that that has anything to do with us mm-hmm. you know um this is definitely answering that okay so then we go on to verse three and we're talking about the people who don't care still yes they've all fallen away together they've become corrupt there is none who does good not even one yes so we're back to that that last part of verse three yeah takes us right back to the end of verse verse one one. there is none who does good yeah and so and then he tacks on a little extra to it just so you can know he's going to hammer it home now not Not even even one where are the people who want to do good? So when I was reading through this the first time this week, I really saw, oh, it took me right back to Genesis 5 and 6. Right, especially at the beginning of 6 there mm-hmm. where God's looking around, looks yes. through the whole earth and can see how corrupt everyone has become. And it says there was, everyone was filled with wickedness. There wasn't uh, there was any none. thoughts that were good. That's right. Exactly. Not you get that even idea. One. Yeah. And yeah. And it has in here the children of man, which is, you know, right there in that section of Genesis. It's talking about the uh, daughters of man. And then we had, um, well, we can go on. We're not sure. The... We're, we're getting close, though, because that's yeah. I know exactly where you're going. So when we get to verse four and it says, have those who work uh, evil, no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God. Okay. So real quick, that part, do not call upon God. Mm -hmm. I just, that 
Is, because that ties in with that right. Genesis 6 idea. Right, because we've just gotten through with the genealogy in Genesis 5. Yes. Of, of the Seth's line of Seth. Line. Yep, and they were the ones who began to call upon, began the, name call upon the, the name of the Lord. And so... Yes. So I'm hearing about God looking around the world, seeing no one who does good, and then... I get this line about nobody calling upon God, the ones who don't call upon God. And it right. does naturally, these, all these things flow together in right. my mind. And if I, if I really have read a lot of Genesis, maybe then boy, my mind will go back there. Wow. He's, he's talking about a time. This, this author seems to feel like he's in a time that reminds him of that kind of time. Right. And that uh, was a And that was time. one ugly time. <laughs> yeah. That was an ugly moment. God was just about to destroy the world with a flood. Um, so yeah, it's a, this is ugly. This is, um, a hard thing that this psalmist David, uh, is having to that, put down. Uh, have, have those who work evil, no knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's again, this being a fool and not mm -hmm. understanding that we have the understanding back up here in uh, verse two, mm -hmm. but that's not a book learning, <laughs> right? It's exactly. knowing him, yes. knowing God yes. and understanding this one important concept. Yes. That there is a God. He is involved in our lives and is in control. And we have mm -hmm. a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So an active lived out understanding mm -hmm. of who God is, not book learning, like you said. Yeah. yeah it's not about that. And then to say, who eat up my people as they eat bread. What yeah. a what a crazy and yet very uh, descriptive way of talking about these people. That they go around eating up other people. Mm -hmm. They consume other people's wealth and freedom and even their lives. Yes. Um, and I think you had a verse from Mark that... Yeah, there's a verse from Mark I'd like to throw in here for sure. Mark um, has, whenever Jesus is talking in Mark about the religious leaders who don't care for those who are poor and are, are, are out to promote themselves, then he says uh, in verse 40, 12, verse 41, Mark 12, 41 and following, he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a little, just slightly before that. Um, Mark 12, like I'm saying, verse 38 and following. And in his teaching, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts who devour widows' houses and for pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Mm -hmm. Those words, devour widows' houses. That's yes. what they're doing. They're eating up the poor, eating up the needy uh, in society. That's what they're doing, um, which is a really, really stark picture. And it's the one that's being put out there at this point. Then there's another one that you have. Micah 3. One through three says, and I said, here, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know justice? You who hate the good and love the evil, who tear the skin from off my people and their flesh from off their bones, who eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them and break their bones in pieces and chop them up like meat in a pot, like flesh in a cauldron. Whew. Wow. That is a 
that could not be any what more a picture. pointed yeah and and any more descriptive about what it means to eat your fellow people right that's disturbing um, and yet those are the leaders among god's people that right. he is saying look what you're doing look what you're doing and i just want to say that i think that this psalm is telling us what really happens i mean yeah. when it says the fool says in his heart there is no god they are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. That's the result. If you are dependent on yourself mm -hmm. and you think it's up to you yes. to get ahead in this world, mm -hmm. you will walk over people yes. who are lesser than yes. to get what you need. That's right. And, and so eat, you will eat start to up. eat Consume people them. up. Mm -hmm. And you may not like to see it that way, mm -hmm. but the Bible is painting pictures for us of mm -hmm. what it really looks like to God. Right. And um, that is what it looks like. That's that right. is what it is. And so when we are dependent upon ourselves, mm -hmm. that's naturally where it's going to go. Right. We become those fools who don't think God acts for any reason. And then we start just acting for ourselves all God the time. God won't take care of me, so i got to do it myself. That mm -hmm. means, you I've know, been, if somebody's in my way or if I need to use somebody to get what I need somebody, to exactly. get, mm -hmm. then here I go. And I eat them. I consume mm -hmm. them. They become my food, give me energy to move on uh, and to keep accomplishing the, my will. The strong survive. That's right. So we're consuming their wealth. We're consuming their freedom. Even their very lives when we yes. do that kind of thing. You had told me that earlier, yeah. and I just thought that was a great way to put it. Um, really yucky, but... Gross, yeah. but yeah, very descriptive. <laughs> Can't miss it. Okay, so this is the kind of life it'll lead to if you feel this way about God. Mm -hmm. And um, verse 5, there, there they are in great terror where there is no terror. Right. Whoa, that's an interesting line. Um, I think it actually speaks to what we were just talking about. So you live, if you're living self-sufficiently, mm -hmm. you're always afraid. You're going to be afraid all the time. Yes, always. Something you've built is going to fall apart. Some, mm -hmm. some ladder that you're climbing is going to, is going to fall down or miss a rung or, you know, you don't want to, you're constantly worried that something's out of place and you've got to take care of it. Yes. Yeah. And so I think, um, there's, you are in great terror. But there's, but there's really no, no terror. terror. If you would turn to God, he there's will really take no care terror. of it. He says, for God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. Mm. You who you put them to shame for God has rejected them. Well, so if you will trust God, he will mm -hmm. protect you. He's not going to let you be harmed. He's got you. It's going to be okay. That's the point. But they, they wind up being fearful. Constantly. We, we, when we live that way, wind up being fearful constantly when the psalmist is trying to tell us, look, God's your constant protector. You don't have to live that way. Mm -hmm. I think to. if we're really honest, we all see that in our lives. The more mm -hmm. we get, the more fear fearful we are of losing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. especially when we are thinking it's all up to us. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, of course, not everyone. There are people who totally depend on God and oh yes, right. who have great riches, but sure, you know. sure we're not. Yeah, these are somewhat blanket right. statements we're making right. here, so we're we're careful. We want to be careful in that, but um, and then we finally get to the last verse. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. Now, there would be some questions among some scholars here, I know, about verse 6 maybe being an addition later on mm -hmm. when Israel was in a particularly bad moment as a nation and they wanted a restoration of God's, you know, the fortunes of God's people whenever things were in their heyday, things like mm -hmm. they used to be. That's what we're looking forward to. But it could still be David's line at some moment when Israel needed help from God, when needed right. needed um, some uh, God uh, wanted God to step in. We can't be 100% sure. Um, and yeah. I don't think we have to be. Well, I think if they're living in a society where people are living as if God does not exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. So I would say it probably it. is. This is probably added later on. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly... Yes, when you are seeing that surrounding, kind of that attitude surrounding you a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's very disturbing to see how so many people there are who don't care, don't seem to care. They're like he's saying, there's no one who's good. There's none who's good. Right. No one who does good, not even one. That, wow. If you felt like you were in the middle of that, that would be a very hard on your heart, hard to watch. Um, and so this all, maybe this, uh, maybe there's a later editor here who is adding, um, a verse and for all we know, um, but I think obviously inspired, obviously from God. I think it way. could have been here originally. I don't it could have easily have been here. Yeah. And I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't yeah. either way. I think it's from God. Um, but yeah, we'll just go ahead and say too. Right there at the beginning, oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. That word salvation there is the word Yeshua mm -hmm. in Hebrew. Um, amazing, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> isn't that something? It is uh, Yeshua's name, for those who don't know, the reason we're told in the New Testament that God, that he was named Jesus is because he would save his people. He would be the salvation right of his people that's where this comes from that's why jesus that's why his name is jesus because it means literally means salvation yes. and so sure enough that's what we're seeing here we're seeing that word used right here um so a lot of times when you see salvation used in the old testament it is actually it's actually yeshua's jesus name. name yeah it's his very name so it literally says here oh the yeshua i hope Israel that blows your mind it blows my mind Zion. yeah that yeah. we can over, we just don't see it because we're not reading Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, and then when God restores the fortune of his people. Yes. That's when, not if. Great it's point. absolute hope. Yes. We, we know it's going to happen. He when will God restore restores. Yes. So you can hear the faith mm -hmm. in the, even in these desperate times. But that's what it's he's longing for yes. um, when God will restore the faith, he's trusting that God will do it, restore the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and let Israel be glad, which is, of course, a parallelism. Jacob and Israel being mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, and so when the people of God can rejoice where that's the day he's longing for and looking forward to. And you'd expect that's obviously then the day that people will once again realize God is in heaven. He does watch us. He does care. He is not detached right. from us. That's, that's going to be that day. Right. What a great day. And you'll will see be. him act. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think this is 
this last verse is totally messianic and beautiful and um, uh, hopeful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we look around and we see everything going on in the world and we see everybody acting as if it's all up to us and God mm -hmm. doesn't even exist and isn't involved, mm -hmm. we can say, oh, salvation has come out of Zion. Yes. Out of Jerusalem. Uh, yep. And he is restoring the fortunes of his people. He will still. Yeah. And so beautiful. Well, I love this psalm. No the only real differences songs. are that in Psalm 14, I believe it's verses uh, five and six, mm -hmm. are to, there's an extra verse because five and six are um, a little bit different. Yeah. And they just uh, talk a little bit more about the poor and needy, I think. Okay. I didn't go back and look specifically look exactly close, close, but I believe that's what I saw. Mm. Anyway. Well, and why yeah. they why they use it twice? Maybe because it's such a who it's a very relevant. Right. Because you can feel the relevance coming out. Maybe that's one of the reasons they would use it twice. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly they knew what they were putting together. So I would say, you know, it didn't just slip in there by happenstance. Um, it could easily be because of the obvious relevance. And because, you know, these those original compilers, they could see the beauty of the first one and the beauty of the second one, even with their little tweaks. And they just felt like there's no way we can leave either one of these out. They're both too, they're too gorgeous. On, on Maybe, you know, like we levels. have songs in our songbook that are like the, almost the like same others. words, mm -hmm. but a little bit different tune, but they're one we love. And yeah. we've just... Yeah, and they're both of them, both of them great. Both the words, even the little changes, are just mm -hmm. you know loved and well right. well loved. So yeah, they they both get put in there. Um, well, great to talk to you guys. Love talking about the Psalms. So this is just another one uh, to keep in mind because the relevance is off the charts. I mean, this is you know we we can read through this and just feel where we are and how how we are in the world and how we feel in the world sometimes. So keep it in front of you. Look a little deeper. Ask God to show you what he wants and um, he will do it. So next time we're going to keep going in the Psalms, just like we have been. And we will be in Psalm 56 next time. If you want to take a look at that one. Okay. So we'll be jumping forward to 56 until then. So glad you joined us. We really, really love uh, getting to talk to you every time. And so glad you listen in. Feel free to share with a friend. And we'll talk to you in a few days. God bless.